This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. The Fox Factor. Did the ex-governor's wife's pleas on Fox TV seal the deal? President Trump is a kind man and he's compassionate. I watched his wife on television. Then, date night heroes. Married cops having a romantic dinner. Then a robber walks in. Wait till you see what happens next. Is he doing what I think he's doing? Plus, ferry disaster. The vehicle went into the water. Two super passengers are inside. Their Mercedes slipped off the ferry on their way to the most exclusive island in America. What went wrong? Then, coronavirus great escape. The cruise ship comic who defied orders to stay in his hotel. I went out the back gate. I'm on board the airport. He's back in America. Plus, baby formula 911 emergency. I've been calling neighbors and no one will answer. It's an emergency. Mom had no baby formula. I was crying, I was panicking. And snatched by a coyote. You won't believe how this little dog came back in one piece. Plus, brain surgery concerto. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. President Trump's pardons and commutations are just another indicator of how emboldened he is post-impeachment vote. And they're also an indicator of just how powerful an influence Fox News has been on the White House. The president says he watched former Governor Rod Blagojevich's wife on the network before granting him clemency. What a way to meet the press on his first day of freedom in eight years. Rod Blagojevich dabs his chin after cutting himself shaving. Sorry about this blood. The disgraced former governor of Illinois who went totally gray in prison was mobbed by well-wishers outside his home in Chicago and even autographed a giant cutout of his face. I'm thankful to you, Mr. President for giving my daughters their father back. By his side, my his daughters, daughters Annie and Amy and wife Patty. She lobbied tirelessly for her husband's clemency, appearing many times on President Trump's favorite cable news network, Fox, appealing directly to him. If you could speak to the president, what would you say? What would be your pitch? We know that President Trump is a kind man and he's compassionate. He's always been kind to my family. He knows how important it is that my husband gets home to be a father to our daughters. And and it worked. I watched his wife on television. Trump actually admitted watching Patty on Fox was a factor in his decision to commute her husband's 14-year federal sentence. And Blagojevich wasn't the only one. Several of the 11 people granted clemency by Trump had supporters appear 
on the Fox News Network. Also receiving a presidential pardon, Bernie Carrick, the former New York police commissioner who served more than three years for tax fraud. He's a regular on Fox News, and according to the White House's own statement, his pardon was supported by Fox's Geraldo Rivera and Judge Andrew Napolitano. We asked Carrick whether his appearances on Fox News supporting the president factored into his pardon. No. Anybody that knows the president knows. There's no way to determine what's in his mind, what he's thinking. Another Fox News regular, Angela Stanton, who had a conviction for stealing cars, was also pardoned. And the White House says Fox's Maria Bartiromo and the chairman of Fox News himself, Rupert Murdoch, petitioned the president on behalf of junk bond king Michael Milken, who served time in the 90s for securities fraud. Look, it, it seems like it's not a coincidence that when people make arguments on Fox, Trump often ends up believing those arguments. So far during his time in office, President Trump has granted clemency to a total of 25 people. After a long, hard day, you grab a bite to eat with your spouse. But if you're a cop, even when you're off duty, you're never really off. So it was no surprise that this couple of cops sprang to duty on what was supposed to be date night. A masked gunman barges into a restaurant, displays his gun, and screams for the cashier to give him all the cash. The bad guy apparently thought the place was deserted. But look, way in the back there, a husband and wife are trying to enjoy their date night out. Guess what? They're both cops. Detective Chase McCowan and his wife Nicole are newlyweds. They got married six months ago. They just wanted a quiet night out at one of their favorite restaurants. I could see the man's hands and I could see the firearm in his hand. It wasn't until I saw the cashier's hands go up like this and I looked at him. I was like, is he doing what I think he's doing? When they realized what was happening at the restaurant in Louisville, Kentucky, they leapt out of the booth with guns drawn. Then they charge at the armed robber who makes a run for it. He went right and I went left and it prevented him from coming out the back. It's one of those things when we train, we train not to you know, be in front of each other to avoid crossfire yeah. across or one behind another. They chased him out the door. These crime-fighting newlyweds are now being called heroes. When you look back on this and realize that you just happened to be in the right place at the right time, I mean, what do you think? <laughs> It's it's always going to stand out, you know. It's going to bring back the uh, bring back the date night that uh, that turned crazy. Indeed, it did. The suspect was arrested on robbery and gun charges. He's doing court next week. How could a quick 10-minute ferry ride end in death for two women? The women were being ferried to Ritzy Fisher Island in Miami. They were in their car, which somehow rolled off the ferry and submerged. Two women plunged to their deaths off a ferry as it was leaving the most expensive island in America. Car went in the water just as soon as it pulled away from the dock at Fisher Island. Two people passengers are inside. The accident happened off Fisher Island in Miami, the wealthiest zip code in the USA. Just 700 residents live there. They have an average income of $2.5 million. Oprah once had a condo there. The island is only accessible by private boat, helicopter, or ferry. The victims were identified as 63-year-old Emma Afra and her friend Vivian Brahms, 75. They were sitting in a 2019 blue Mercedes when the car went overboard. I need these ferries shut down. 
Both women ran in high society circles, pictured here with Robert Mnuchin, father of Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin. Afra was charged in 2018 with driving under the influence, but it's not known if alcohol played a role in the mishap. I'm getting on to the ferry right now. An Inside Edition producer boarded the ferry today. It's less than a 10-minute ride. I would feel if my car was not put in park or turned off, I could see how it would be very easy for a car to go off this. We saw ferry workers placing blocks against tires to prevent the cars from moving. The only thing between the cars and the water is a tarp held up by a pole and straps. Video of the ferry immediately after the incident appears to show those straps detached and the tarp on the ground. The victim's car is believed to have been in this spot before falling into the water. The Coast Guard is conducting a marine casualty investigation to determine what may have happened to cause this tragedy and to prevent future occurrences. The women's bodies have been recovered and the Coast Guard investigation continues. Health officials are expressing concern about the more than 400 passengers who left that cruise ship that was docked in Cambodia. Turns out after the passengers departed, it was discovered that coronavirus was on the ship. Stephen Fabian has a story of one person who did depart. An entertainer who worked on the cruise line shares his rather tricky trip home. He's a cruise ship comedian, but there's nothing funny about his escape from coronavirus hell. That's real James Bond. I work a lot on Holland America doing cruises. Frank King was hired to perform stand-up on board the ill-fated cruise ship Westerdam, the boat that was turned away from five Asian ports for fear of coronavirus contamination before being allowed to dock in Cambodia, where relieved passengers kissed the ground. They were all told they could go home, but then one one passenger tested positive for coronavirus. The American comedian reportedly tested negative for the virus in Cambodia and was cleared by the CDC. Even so, he says he was told to stay in his hotel and not leave. That's when he says he decided to make his great escape. I went out the back gate. King says he jumped on this motor scooter taxi and headed for the airport. They say, are you a passenger on the ship? I can truthfully say, no, I'm a service staff. I'm not a passenger. I was not a passenger on the Western Dam. King's long voyage home took him to the Cambodian capital of Phnom Penh, to Bangkok, to Dubai, and then on to Seattle. He posted this image from the plane back to the U.S. with this wisecrack. Never been this excited about spending 15 hours in coach in a middle seat. I just, <laughs> I dodged a bullet. His great escape was over. Mr. King says he's actually been tested twice and cleared both times of coronavirus. He also reportedly has now been fired by the cruise line. The man accused of the brutal murder of Drew Carey's former fiance is today free on bond. Gareth Pursehouse made bail last night, and that release has stunned many. It's a stunning development. The suspect, who cops say killed Drew Carey's ex-fiance, sex therapist Amy Harwick, is free on $2 million bail. Gareth Pursehouse walked out of L.A.'s Men's Central Jail last night. His release just three days after he was accused of throwing Drew Carey's ex-fiance off her third floor balcony is shocking a lot of her friends. When Pursehouse made bail, I was extremely angry. Robert Koshland was one of Dr. Harwick's best friends. She was afraid of him. I mean, she thought that he was extremely obsessed with her. She shared her phone location with me all the time and said, if anything ever happens to me, 
this is the guy. Now a sick joke posted nine months ago by the suspect on Instagram about throwing someone out of a window appears particularly foreboding. Okay. Game of Thrones, first season, the brother and sister are up in the castle, and the brother has to go and throw the kid off and to, to kill him. And even though it's evil, I feel kind of bad for the brother because his sister incested. <laughs> this was the scene from Game of Thrones he was referring to. Talk about the release of Gareth Pursehouse. A man accused of murder, and he walks free on bail. My reaction is outrage, but unfortunately, we've seen with criminal justice reform, where sometimes the defendants get the benefit, and victims and the victim's family are just held out to dry. Today, Dr. Harwick's brother is calling on talk show host Wendy Williams to publicly apologize after making this insensitive comment about the alleged murder on her show two days ago. She was killed not by Drew, but by, by the ex... Come on down! For Wendy Williams to make light of this tragedy, it is very upsetting to us and extremely distasteful. Wendy Williams should apologize publicly to my family for her comment. Purse House is due in court on March the 10th. They take an oath to serve and protect, and when necessary, grab some baby formula. This next story is about some cops responding to a 911 call from a distraught mom who couldn't nurse her new baby. This mom made a frantic call to 911 because she couldn't feed her hungry and crying six-week-old daughter. And I've been calling neighbors and no one will answer. Totally unexpected. Milk just gone. Like, I'm pumping and it's just like, air and never have had that problem. It's every mom's worst nightmare not to be able to like feed their child. Shannon Bird didn't have any formula in her house because she breastfed her baby. It was 2.12 a.m. and with her husband out of town and four other sleeping children at home, Shannon couldn't just run to the market. So she called 911. I've never been in this predicament ever. Like my milk literally just dried out. I have no formula and I have no idea how I can get formula to her. Officer Brett Wagstaff had never gotten a call like that before. He rushed to Shannon's home outside Salt Lake City with his body cam rolling. Are you Shannon? Yes. I call like five neighbors and my mom and like no one can answer. Officer Wagstaff brought along a gallon of milk. Does that work or do oh, you use whole milk? So she's like a brand new baby. Okay. So she needs formula. Oh, like formula milk? So we'll leave this with you and we'll be right back with some uh, formula for your baby, okay? okay. She's adorable. Moments later, he returned from the local Walmart with the baby formula. That's the same stuff we gave my daughter when she was first born, so hopefully it doesn't upset her stomach or anything. For me, it was a kind of a chance to just pay it forward. I was just glad to be able to help. Shannon says she will never go without formula again. I have never heard myself sound so desperate. And I've been calling neighbors and no one will answer. By the way, Officer Wagstaff used his own money to pay for the formula and wouldn't accept Shannon's offer to repay him. Amazing news. Less than 48 hours after race car driver Ryan Newman had that horrific crash at the Daytona 500, he's going home. Crash into the wall, into the air. The NASCAR driver who survived this horrific crash that set his race car airborne was released from the hospital. Ryan Newman's racing team posted this photo of the 42-year-old driver in a hospital gown, smiling with his daughters. One hour later, Newman walked out of the hospital holding his daughter's hands. Fabulous. We'll be back with more after this. Next. Snatched by a coyote. 
You won't believe how this little dog came back in one piece. Plus, brain surgery concerto. Then, remembering a beloved TV character and the song she wrote. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. Around the country, coyote attacks are on the increase as suburban sprawl encroaches on their habitat. Now comes the story of a little dog snatched from the backyard by a coyote. And when you hear how she survived, you will agree she's one lucky dog. Two Shih Tzus are playing in their backyard when a coyote suddenly appears. At first, the dogs look like they want to play with the coyote. Little Brody, who weighs just 13 pounds, actually runs towards the beast, not realizing what she's getting herself into. A moment later, it's time to run for her life. You can hear Brody shriek as the coyote closes in and grabs the dog by the neck and flees the yard. But don't worry, this does have a happy ending. Miraculously, Brody survived. Apparently, the home's electronic invisible fence, which sends a small shock to the dog's collar if she tries to leave the yard, saved Brody's life. The coyote got the collar in its mouth and zapped the coyote and dropped her. Brody suffered a few minor puncture wounds, but is expected to make a full recovery. And an amazing moment in the OR as doctors doing delicate brain surgery ask the patient to play the violin while they operate. And there's a good reason why. This woman is playing the violin on the operating table. Her performance took place as surgeons removed a brain tumor. She keeps playing as the doctors operate so that they prevent any unnecessary damage to her motor skills. The patient, Dagmar Turner, who lives in England, has been playing since she was 10 years old. And hopefully she'll be playing for years to come. The operation was a success. Wow, doctors removed 90% of the tumor. Miss Turner's now back home with her husband and child. Still to come. Hi, Remembering a beloved TV character and the song she wrote. Tributes are pouring in today for an actress who rose to fame on the iconic sitcom Good Times. But you might not know that she also co-wrote the theme song to another classic show. Hi, y'all. Hey, Lana. She was the sassy neighbor on the 70s classic Good Times. What's your handle? Get back. My, my handle? Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, uh, uh, bubbling brown sugar, but you can call me bubbling. <laughs> Janae Dubois charmed TV audiences playing the stylish Wilona. Uh-huh, I know. The Evans family and Wilona. Last December, she blew kisses to a cheering audience when she appeared with the other original cast members on stage after the live production of Good Times, hosted by Jimmy Kimmel. Wilona? On Good Times, she adopted an abused little girl played by a young Janet Jackson. I am so very saddened to hear my longtime friend Janae Dubois has passed away, wrote Janet Jackson. Dubois's talent extended beyond Good Times. She co-wrote and sang the popular theme song to the sitcom The Jeffersons.
Jennifer Hudson blew everyone away when she performed her version of the song during last year's live ABC broadcast. Janae Dubois, dead at age 74 from natural causes. And we'll be back with more Inside Edition right after this. And finally today, the scowling Walmart worker who's making everyone smile. She's the Walmart employee turned social media sensation. Charlene rose to internet fame after she began posing with various items on sale at the Walmart she works for in Maryland. Everything from produce to sports gear and got milk? Notice the one thing that remains the same in every photo, her serious facial expression. It doesn't change even when her fellow employees give a group cheer. I love that lady, and that is Inside Edition for today. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you again next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geoengineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Reyes Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus.